Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time. And what? Secured our redemption forever. He also bypassed the sacrifices consisting of goats and calf blood. Instead, using his own blood as a price to set us free once and for yeah somebody shout I'm free see you must meditate on this until you get it you get the light of it into your spirit or into your soul you are free forever now once for all time means past present future but the truth is that you, none of us here, ever belong to past and present. We, we belong to the future. That, that's where we are now. Yeah. In the book of Joshua, when they carried the ark of God and they were about to cross the water, the Bible says that let the priest carry the ark of God and step foot into the water. The Bible says immediately they step into the water. The Bible says the water dried from the, where they were onto Adam. You know, the water was the water of judgment. Can I tell you something? When they had left the water and taken the ark of God out, the water came back. But God told them, said, take 12 stones and use that as a testimony. When Jesus was baptized, it was in that same river he was baptized. When he went down there, the 12 stones were there. There is a mystery about it. Jesus dealt with the 12 stones. Immediately he came out. One of the foremost things he did was to select the 12. select the 12 to follow him and he carefully selected them you saw it he carefully selected and for some he didn't even open his mouth they saw him they knew they must follow listen Jesus has carefully selected you he has carefully selected you and I was shocked to hear that the Bible says and the water dried till the time of Adam which means the judgment from Adam's time up until when Joshua was was being dealt with. That was the plan of God. That the sins from Adam because you see when they say confess your sins it's a joke. They, they, mobile. How much sin have you committed? But the sin that God is holding you to is not the three by four you were doing here. Okay, when you are done confessing yours, confess Adam's own. Because the Bible says that every man that comes into the world enters into sin. Because of Adam. For in him all sin. So whether you are you haven't done good or you, are, so you, you haven't done anything bad or whatever. Once you came out of Adam, until you enter into Christ, until you receive but now, 
until you receive part now you are a sinner if you like don't fornicate if you like don't steal if you like don't gossip if you like do good you are still projecting the fruit the tree of good the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil that's what you are doing it's, it's one please it's not two fruit oh. it's one fruit <laughs> it's just one fruit now that fruit is as good as evil and as evil as good <laughs> you see the seed is one the only fruit tree that is allowed to bear different fruits is the tree of life <laughs> that bears 12 fruits in heaven that one tree is 12 and in the garden they saw it they didn't touch it human beings like strange things you are seeing this fruit and God is saying one fruit like this and he's calling it tree of knowledge of good and evil where is the evil so I'm sure maybe they were dead think where is the good one like these ones, tree of knowledge of good. <laughs> so they were probing. Maybe they were probing their mind. Satan came and say, bang, bang. <laughs> say, as God said, you shouldn't touch. They say, yes. So don't mind him. <laughs> say, let me give you revelation. The revelation is that the reason why he said the tree of knowledge of good and evil is that when you eat, you will have knowledge. Your eyes will be open. You shall know things like him. The way I'll ask Adam questions eh? <laughs> He said, and the water dried up until Adam. Go back to Hebrews. Oh, your, your, your salvation has been secured. Yes. Security. When people say you lose your salvation, I laugh. I wonder if they know the scriptures. He did this to secure yourself forever. Can you see forever there? The security of your salvation is forever. It's not for a time. Where God says, okay, so you have done this. So, hey, the stuff before you even came into Christ, this security has been received. It was an eternal security. How about the unbeliever who is not in Christ today? His salvation has been secured. He comes and receives the salvation and he has been saved forever. Now, the salvation is not truncated. That's why it's called eternal. Eternal. And the only one that makes you eternal and makes your salvation eternal is Jesus. That is why he's the only person that when you renounce, you lose the eternal salvation. But until you renounce him, you ain't going nowhere. It doesn't matter how much you try. If you like stop church for a thousand years, he will work in you both to for <laughs> both to do it for his good pleasure. He will chase you, he will chase you. You are sitting in torture, you will see, I love you. You are sitting in taxi, taxi, nana, I love you, I love you. You know, he will just be bombarding your head. You don't know this God. Because Jesus has secured an, an eternal salvation for you. Please don't joke with it. I said you every day you have some thanks to give him. You can spend one hour thanking him. Love him. Just love him because of what he has done for you. You see, you must know the scriptures so that when you are thanking him, you have lyrics. Have lyrics. Have lyrics from the word of God. There's something more to say. Huh? Oh Lord, I worship you. I give you all praise and all glory. Lord, Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, take all praise. Take all praise. Take all praise. Praise me, oh God. In... <laughs> Look, this is this is prayer for you. You thank him for securing eternal salvation. Oh. His blood, which is not comparable to blood of bulls and goats. He offered his own blood. You thank him for offering his own blood. Where did he know you from? Is he a relative? He saw you outside and brought you into his family. 
you owe him some thanks for that. But you see, when we come to church, the only thing we are able, we are not able to do for long is thanksgiving. When we start thanking him, then we are tired. Why? Because you don't know him yet. The more you know him, the more I'm telling you, if you master, please master the temple, uh, the earthly temple, okay? Master the gate, master the brazen altar, you know, just know how it is arranged and begin to give thanks. One step, you know, learn. Oh, he's the door, he's the gate. You know, you enter into salvation. You enter, you know, as he was broken for you and put on the fire for you. Jesus was bent. He received the full wrath of God. He became the evening sacrifice for you. He took upon your sins and gave his innocence to you, called his righteousness. See, there is a lot to say at the brazen altar. Then you move on and thank him for the word that he has given you to wash you. Do you know what the Bible says? It washes your body. Do you know what it means? Do you remember we read something like that? Ephesians 4. He said you are washed by the water of the word. And it talks about two things. It purifies your body. Why? Why is that the word, the word of God wash your body? Have you ever thought about it? Do you hear Paul said in the book of Thessalonians? He said he prays that you will be found whole in your spirit, in your soul, and in your flesh. It means your flesh must be whole. You need the water of the word to make your flesh whole. Why your flesh? Because when a man receives the renewal of the mind, the effect is the flesh. Can you see that? Without the renewal of the mind, the flesh is not touched. And it is your flesh that can make you or make you. All right. Okay, go on. Under the old covenant, the blood of bulls, goats, and ashes of heifer were sprinkled on those who were defiled and effectively cleansed and effectively cleansed them outwardly from their what? So their cleansing was on, on the outwardly. Yet, how much more will the sacred blood of the Messiah through cleanse thoroughly cleanse our conscience. Ladies and gentlemen, your conscience has been cleansed. Can you believe that? What is your conscience? Your thoughts? For by the power of the eternal spirit, he had offered himself to God as the perfect sacrifice. Somebody say perfect sacrifice. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. So when you get to the brazen altar, one of the lyrics you must use is that Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Not the sacrifice of goats and bulls and, and cows and, and all that. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. So today, when a man begins to offer and begin to, you know, uh, uh, confess, you know, homologia, you offer Jesus as your sacrifice, the bullock of your lip. Today, that is what he has become. For by the power of what? The eternal spirit. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. What do you see there? The reason why if a man speaks against the Holy Ghost, he shall not be forgiven here and the world to come. He was a partaker of all the ordeal that Jesus went through. It was even through his power, the eternal spirit, that Jesus had to offer himself to God as a perfect sacrifice. He was part of that that selected Jesus and was there and witnessed Jesus and saw. And saw. Can you see that? The perfect sacrifice. How do I mean by this? In those days, when they are choosing an animal for sacrifice, they must thoroughly check the animal and find which one is best for the sacrifice. Do you think they just selected Jesus? The Holy Ghost was part of the selection process. Yeah. You see, everything that happened on the earth, that was exactly the same thing God did. 
using Jesus as a lamb. Jesus was carefully selected. Didn't you understand? In the book of Revelation chapter 5, the Bible says that and Daniel and, and, and John cried and was weeping. And the elder said, Weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah is what? But before that, he said, Who is worthy? Who is worthy to take the scroll and to open? Which means the opportunity was given to all. But the lamb was carefully selected. He was the right one. That is why he was able to take the scroll from the father. Now when you go, oh, I told you about the uh, prodigal son. He said the fatted calf. Which means of all the, the calf the, the calves that were there or the bullocks that were there they had to choose the fatted one. The fatted one was the one that was qualified to, to be sacrificed for the son. So Jesus, listen, I want to, I just want you to understand the story that Jesus didn't just get up like this. No. He was carefully selected to be sacrificed for you as the perfect sacrifice. That perfect selection by the Holy Ghost if you understand the kononia that they had and now he had to deprive himself and for him and the father the father to turn his back on his son whilst he allowed his anger his wrath look when it rains and the thunders are blowing and you know roaring and you can't even stand it feels like roofs are coming off the trees are breaking this is not the anger of God can you imagine the wrath of God coming upon Jesus, his own son? And the Holy Spirit cannot do anything about it. He must stand afar and watch the world, the sins of the world, and the people of this world, and watch the sins of the people transferred onto Jesus. And Jesus is screaming, Eli, 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 lama sabachthani. My God, why have you forsaken me this time? You have separated from me now. I feel like a man fully. Because Jesus must be fully a man to take away sins and restore salvation. Because sin entered into the world through one man and through one man salvation must come. So God turned his back. That's how the Greek explains it. He turned his back. Because he couldn't see, watch. His own wrath, his own anger. Not because his son did anything. Because these people are stiff-necked people. They are stubborn. They don't listen. He gave them all that he could ever give them. He gave them a garden. He even made one God. Prepared everything. There was no sweat for man. But man was stubborn. Man will not listen. Man is always looking for something beyond God. Man is always thinking he has so much sense and intelligence more than God. And all these things put sin into humanity. And everyone, they turned God's plan upside down. Sin now entered. Now God literally had to now sacrifice his own son for the sake of these ones. For the first time, he had to turn away from his son. The Holy Ghost must also be a referee watching on to make sure that every sin of these men, every single one of them, today, yesterday, tomorrow, forever, has been lifted and has been placed upon the sun. Oh, you could see Jesus. Imagine a man on the cross and, 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 and he's covered with, with his, you know, he was sacrificed, sin burns. And he was put on the fire of God's wrath. And he was sacrificed. As the evening sacrifice. No wonder David said, ah, let the lifting up of my hands be as an evening sacrifice unto you. As Jesus, God was watching Jesus being chopped and being said, My body was broken down for you. As Jesus was being sacrificed and you know taking the fullness of God's wrath, his innocence. He was so innocent, he was carried and was spread unto the man. Now, God now looks at this man who believe in this one and he doesn't see anything wrong with them. When these people 
should have been on the cross. His own son came to take the place of all of them. One man died for all. One man received the rock for all. One man. For by the power of the eternal spirit, he has offered himself to God as the perfect sacrifice that now frees us from our dead works to worship and serve the living God. All the things they were doing in the earthly temple, they were dead works. Bringing a bull, cutting of blood, washing themselves with water. They were all dead works. Because Jesus is the final sacrifice. The eternal sacrifice. Oh, somebody say thank you, Jesus. See, if you don't have light in the, into this, you will never appreciate these things. It will look like a story or a book or a movie. No, it is not. It is a reality. It's a reality. Have you watched TVs, you know, news and seen tsunamis? You see how it is like? It is still not comparable to the wrath of God. Look at what happened to Japan in minutes. Look at what happened to Japan in minutes. It is still it still cannot be compared to the anger, the wrath of God. So imagine the whole heaven opened and the wrath of God coming upon one man on the cross. Look, there were three of them. One, two, three. But the anger, even the sins of these people were still taken and added unto him. And the fullness, the anger of God came upon Jesus. And today, you don't believe you are saved? You don't believe that he completed you don't believe you have been freed in your conscience? You don't believe you are saved forever? You believe it. what he did was incomplete? No. He did it not for himself, but for us. So that we can turn away. He freed us from our dead works. Performance. Performance. To worship and to serve the living God. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the one who has enacted a new covenant with a new relationship with God so that those who accept the invitation will receive the eternal inheritance he has promised to his heirs. For he died to release us from the guilt of the violations committed under the first covenant. Can you see the partnership here? Yeah, that's what my book is about. The partnership with the Lord. A new relationship with God. Say, I have a new relationship with God. Now, this is still legal. You must now have it in an experiential way. How do you get it? Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Listen, all these things will become clear to you. I will confess, God is my witness. Years ago, I never understood these things. I never, I didn't know them. I just read them and move on. I never understood them until I started having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because he's the writer. He was the, he was the architect. He's the one that will reveal to you. And I, sometimes I read these things and I will turn into my bed and I weep. I weep and I ask myself, why do people still don't understand what Jesus did for them? And yet we live as though he hasn't done anything. When he says you are free, because legally he got you that freedom. And you still live life as though the devil has power over you. You are afraid of witches. You are afraid of principalities. You are always fighting the devil here and there. What Jesus dealt with the devil. To believe. Power of witches and wizards and all these people. Is to understate. The power of the finished works. Now listen. Even for the finished work. He needed the eternal power. The power of the eternal spirit, the Holy Ghost, must be part of it. Yeah, yeah. To bring the freedom you have today. Yes, and today when something gets destroyed, you say there are witches, and then there is a witch wizard, and there is this. And I, 
Are you, really? When he had done all these things, he gave you a legal document. His name. And says, I have conquered this. I have defeated this. He said, use my name and see what happens. Today, Christians still mention the name of Jesus and they still think there is no power in the name of Jesus. They say Jesus is like mortar and if they don't see the wind blow the thing, they think it hasn't worked. We don't, we don't play the name. Listen, you can say Jesus, fall. Jesus name. You might not see it falling. But I'm telling you, it has bowed. It might not fall in your presence. It might not even fall tomorrow. But in the spirit, it has bowed. That is the efficacy of the word. He says, at the name of Jesus, every knee. The reason why we don't believe the name of Jesus to the fullest is because once you say it and you don't see anything, you think it has not worked. When I pray for you and I mention Jesus, go home. It's done. It's done. It's done. Because the Bible is not a lie. He says, at the name of Jesus, every knee. And I mentioned the name of Jesus. Are you trying to tell me for this one? It, has, it is not under the umbrella of every knee. In a matter of time, in a moment, by the time you come down, this thing is lying down there. You will even forget that you even mentioned that it should fall. It will by all means fall. <laughs> Please. That's why I'll share with you. Let us understand the statement and the, and the terms and conditions of the covenant. And the name of Jesus is one of the tenants or, or the terms and conditions in the covenant for you. Go back, go back. Look at what he said. The Hebrews. Look at it. He said, so Jesus is the one who has what? He has what? There is a new covenant. You must understand the terms of the covenant. And the name of Jesus is one of the covenants. One of the terms. Look at, look at Peter. When Jesus went to heaven, Peter was very quiet. He was kind of like timid. That same gate where the, the lame man was, they had been passing there with Jesus. But when the Holy Ghost came upon them, they remembered everything Jesus said. Now he had the boldness. Look at it. Look at the, st the statement. He says, silver and gold, I have none. Then he said, look at the statement, such as I have. Such as I have, I give unto thee. He's trying to tell you, I am so full of Jesus, I can impart. The believer must understand that you are so full of Jesus. The Bible says, of his fullness we have received. But such as I have, I give thee. I give thee. There was an impartation from the name of Jesus. He said, in the name of Jesus. Look at it. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. What happened? In. Uh -huh. And he took him by the right hand. And lifted him up. No. Why did he hold him and lift him up? Because he believed that once he has mentioned the name of Jesus, it is as though Jesus himself was around. And immediately. You see, you have you have you have brought the name of Jesus under the systems of this world. So when you mention the name of Jesus, you said, let this one fall. In the name of Jesus. And you don't see it fall. You think the name has even had power. So there's a part of you that feels like the name of Jesus has power and sometimes not, not, it doesn't have so much, uh, you know, any power. 
That's how the that's how your mind is working. Lord. You must have the full light and revelation of the name of Jesus. So that when you say in the name of uh, uh, you are looking for something and you say I have this in the name of Jesus. Do you know what you have done? Such as you have, you have imparted. Jesus must make sure because the name you mentioned is because you have a legal document. You have the power of attorney to use his name as though he himself is doing the thing. When people are confused, they begin to mention Yahweh. You mention all the Old Testament names because they believe the name of Jesus doesn't give that full assurance. Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. Who says Jehovah is the name that has been given to you today? There are some of the songs we must change. Jesus is your name. Jesus is your name. My voice, don't mind me. Mighty warrior, great in battle. Jesus is that you see, you know Jehovah, so when I hear such songs, amazing song, but the lyrics is not right. Jehovah was talking about Jesus that was coming. Why are you still talking about Jesus that was coming when he has come? Why? Yahweh. Yahweh means Jesus concealed yet to reveal. To be revealed. Now that Yahweh, they were looking unto him. He has come. And today, when Jesus came, nobody in the New Testament ever mentioned Jehovah. It's not because Jehovah is a bad name. But that's not the name God is using today. You must work with God. You must be in sync with God. Don't be excited at lyrics. Put premium on words. The song can be amazing. If it doesn't have Jesus in there, forget it. Said there is no name that has been given to us on earth. That word. Except what? The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. If you know the mystery of the name. The name of Jesus is the name of Godhead. The name of Jesus is the name of God the Father. The name of Jesus is the name of the Holy Ghost. The name of Jesus is the name of the Son. Who Jehovah are you calling? I told you in the Old Testament, Yahweh, he introduced to them because he now wanted to come close to men. Because God didn't need men. He was self-contained. He was full. He didn't need anyone. He was full in himself. Do you know where he lived? The Bible says for he lived in himself. He lived in the Holy Ghost. Listen. God didn't live in eternity. Eternity lived in him. It is for your sake. He brought eternity out. Lowered himself and entered into eternity. The Bible never said he lived in eternity. He lived in himself. He's called the self-existing. That's what Yahweh means. Self-existing God. He existed in himself in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not eternity. He's bigger than eternity. Eternity is one of his creation. <laughs> so he brought eternity out and entered into eternity. So that he can make heaven. And when he made heaven, he lowered himself and entered into heaven. He entered into heaven and made the world. He lowered himself and came into the world. And as you see him work this way, everything will play back. For the Bible says, all things shall come together back into Christ, into God. Eternity shall evaporate. We shall enter into the Holy Ghost, the atmosphere and the situation of heaven once by then. And that is how we are going to live forever. Forever. 
Listen, the name of Jesus, don't underplay. When you say Jesus, just know it has worked. You might not see. Even Jesus himself, when he told the tree, today nobody shall eat of you. Nobody saw the tree die immediately. He left. But the following day when they came, the thing had died from the roots and everybody saw. You are sick and you said you mentioned the name of Jesus and the sickness didn't go because you were feeling pain. Who said because, because you felt pain? It is because after mentioning the name of Jesus, you refuse to walk by faith. Maybe we're walking like this, but as you mention the name of Jesus and you understand the mystery, you, you, you just get up and you begin to walk. You see, in your mind, you think as you begin to walk, you will feel pain. You haven't trusted the name of Jesus yet. Oh. Look. His feet and ankle bones received strength. It tells you how impotent the man was. He was impotent. The bones were dead. The muscles were dead. Everything was dead. But when the name of Jesus was mentioned, strength came. The ankle bone. The, the reason why God mentioned the ankle bone because the ankle bone needs to be intact for man to be able to move. Because you can't walk like a robot. He must be able to twist the leg. Like that. You need the ankle bone. You need the ankle bone. Hmm. Where's Pamela? The day the chair hit you here. Was it not the name of Jesus we mentioned here? And she shouted, hey, he's gone. Chair hit her. The only thing we would have done was get a boniki and massage. But there is a name that is beyond a boniki. And the pain left. Your brother, his knee, he was here 31st night. The man has said that pain has been there for too long. He's a footballer, he can't play any longer. He was here, we mentioned, in the name of Jesus, let the bones be fixed. Immediately, the young boy said, Hey, there is power in the name of Jesus. You have no idea. And don't limit the name of Jesus only to pain and to sicknesses. In your business, the name of Jesus. In your marriage, the name of Jesus. Every part of your life, in the name of Jesus. That is the name we have been given to, to use. Go back, go back, Hebrews. Pandekeshohadayaba. So Jesus is the one who enacted the new covenant. Uh -huh. Okay, go on. 16. Now, a person's last will and testament can only take effect after one has been proven to have died. Otherwise, the will cannot be enforced while the person who made is still alive. Is it the New Testament you are reading in your Bible? I told you, it doesn't start from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They are not part of the New Testament. It is called the Gospels. Hmm? It's called the Gospel. The Gospels, you see, they speak partly of the old. It's like one feet of Jesus in the old and one feet introducing into the new. So he was talking and behaving with them as though he was with them fully. But after some time, he began to tell them about mysteries, trying to move them from here into here. But you see, he couldn't get everybody siding with him to here. Therefore, at a point in time, in the book of Matthew, he, the book of Matthew was talking to only the Jews. From Matthew chapter 1 up to chapter 12, he began to speak to them in clear languages. When they decided not to listen and to argue with him and everything, he decided to now hide the truth. And, you know, hide the truth. Put a veil behind it and tell them stories called parables. So from chapter 13 onwards, he began to speak parables unto them. And he spoke parables upon parables upon parables because they couldn't understand. And he did that in love. Because if they knew the truth and they were not acting to it, it would be against them. So he hid the truth 
so that he can reveal to them in bits and in pieces the disciples came and asked they said lord why do you speak to us in plain language and to them you speak in parables it is for you it is given for you to know for them they hadn't received it yet but ladies and gentlemen when the holy ghost came the issue of parables were taken off that is why you tell me you open your bible and you read you don't understand we are not in the era of parable we are in the era of when the truth comes he shall guide you into all truth this is the time the holy ghost reveals the word of god to you in its fullness you get it put church away and put on the cap of fellowship hmm? i said that again put church away the time of churchism take that cup and put it somewhere and put on the cup of fellowship when you have fellowship with the holy spirit like we are doing you begin to have mysteries and understanding even beyond the scriptures i told you there was one time i was studying the word the spirit of god took my spirit behind the the the, 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 the face of the scriptures he took me behind it like this and i could see a vast space like i was in space and he told me, he said, the scriptures you are reading, it has no end with respect to revelation. And he said, that is why you can teach on, Reve- on John 3.16. And you, you, you will teach it. Well. Another man will take the same scripture and give even deeper. Because no man has been given a definite insight of the word of God. But the more you fellowship, the more the word of God comes alive. The more it becomes new and fresh. That's what it is like. Are you with me? Hmm. So you see, the testament. Jesus was our testator. When you read the Bible, anytime you read the Bible, you see New Testament. I'm telling you, it is not the second half of the book. The testament means will. It actually reads new will. Or new covenant. Because the Old Testament started from Exodus chapter 29 or 27. That is when the law came in. Right from Genesis chapter 1 to Exodus, it was not the law. That is why Moses, Abraham, was able to sleep with, you know, first of all, he was able to marry his sister. And was also able to give birth with um, another woman. And it was, even though it was wrong, it was not imputed upon him because law had not been given yet. Please hear what I'm saying. It was not correct. It was not right. But there was no law to tie him down. But the day the law came, nobody could do that. Because the law begins to tell you 613 statements. What you should do and what you should not do. You go against it and you are in deep soup. The law lingered on until Act chapter 2. After Act chapter 2, the law was folded and was thrown away. And the new way and the new covenant was given. The new covenant was when God now takes place of man and begin to take, you know, um, risk of man upon himself. He said, I will. Now God is responsible for you. If you don't know God, he will be held responsible. You know why I know? He, yesterday we read it. He said, I'll put my laws in your thoughts and I'll bind them on your, in your heart. If you don't know God, in, in 2 Peter, he said, for God has given you all things that pertain to life and to godliness. Is that all? No. He says, for it is God who worketh in you both to do and for his good pleasure. Oh, you think some Christians are sinning, they are fooling. Don't worry. God is, is still part of, the, of God's economy. God's economy. He's still working in them. Working in them into perfection. Until they look like what he wants to be. Because we are all being prepared and getting ready for the coming of the groom. That the bride might meet him. Are you with me? God is working in us. You think he saved you and to let you go. Didn't you understand the statement? Whilst we were yet sinners, he loved us and died. Is it now that he has given birth to you, died and shed his blood, that he's going to say, okay, I don't like you anymore. You are doing this. Whilst we were yet sinners, he loved. And I'm telling you, you need light to understand this. 
And I pray the Spirit of God will give you light to understand this in Jesus' name. Quickly. So this is why not even the first covenant was inaugurated without the blood of animals. Let me show you. When Jesus was on the cross, that was when the covenant was inaugurated. You know, when people are inaugurating a, a building, they call it what? Is inauguration? They have, they cut the sword cutting. When Jesus was on the cross, that's when his blood started coming out. It was on the cross the, the, the inauguration started. That's when the covenant started. That is why he said, Behold, I make all things new. Can you see that? He makes all things new. Because the covenant has been nutted. What it means is that I am about to die. Every will. What is the will? The health of my people. The prosperity of my people. The salvation of my people. The blessings of my people. Every one of them has been enshrined in the will. If I don't die, the will will not come into power. So I must die. So it was inaugurated. Jesus died so that the will will come into effect. From Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost came, the will of God was put into effect. That is why you have no business getting sick today. That is why you have no business dying today. Uh That is why you have no business wallowing in poverty. Uh That is why you have no business living like a wretched man. Because you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And all these things are part of the statement in the covenant. In the covenant. In the covenant. Under the old covenant, there was no inauguration. The law was just given to them. No blood. You remember? The law was just given to Moses. Hey, tablet. You think you're the first person using tablet? The law was written on tablet. I don't know if it's I or, or Jean. Maybe it's Jean tablet, you know? God's tablet, you know? There was a tablet. Oh, thank Jesus. Kiba Hadosha. Verse 19. For Moses ratified the covenant after he gave the people the commandments of the law. He took the blood of calves, goats, with water. The scarlet wool. You know? You know what the scarlet is? It means the red wool. Uh, and high sub branch. Why the high sub branch? What was the last thing that was given unto Jesus? The vinegar. The vinegar was on the high sub. What did it stand for? It was the last thing that Jesus took and he said, It is finished. The Bible says that the vinegar stood for the curse of all mankind. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 33, 31, 32, 33. And so, you see, he said the fathers have eaten sour grape and the children's teeth are on edge. Such on edge. Sour grape, sour grape, sour grape. The high sub, what was given to Jesus was a fermented grape. Which means that the curses in its entirety, the curses to the fullest, every curse to the fullest, every one of them was put together and Jesus was given. So the Bible says, cursed is he, anyone that hangs on the tree. So Jesus took away all the curses of... Uh, so today, you are born again. You still believe, you still believe that somebody can curse you. When Jesus took the sour grave, he wanted water, but they gave him sour grave. Meanwhile, God has promised in the book of Jeremiah that he was going to take the curses away because he never liked it that man will be cursed. This is part of the, of the statement in the covenant that you are no longer under curse. Nobody can curse you. No pastor can curse you. No man of God can curse you. No priest can curse you. No, not even the devil can curse you. <laughs> because all the curses has been taken on the cross. 
Are you with me? There is no generational curse any longer. Patterns of the bloodline. In my family, this has happened. You have come to accept and I ask myself, are you really born again? Do you know the scriptures? Or you just watch the movie Jesus on the cross. I'm telling you, you need light to understand every part of his death. Generational curses. In my family, we don't marry. In my family, we don't work. In my family, nobody travels. In my, you have come to believe. Who told you? That's what God asked them. The word of God tells me what is mine. The Bible says, I share in the blessings of Abraham. You two, you have stopped worrying about the sharing of Abraham. And you are worried about something you have ever known. If you don't get married, nobody gets married. We must suffer. We must generation a case. And you hear some men of God who preach. And they are saying all sorts of things in the blood. And they will use Abraham. And, 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 and now you've married a beautiful wife. And, and Jacob. Isaac also married a, a, a beautiful and a fair wife. And Jacob also married a beautiful and a fair wife. See, it's in the pattern. And they did this. I have a new pattern. My pattern is not Jacob. My pattern is Jesus. When Jesus came, okay, look at this common sense. The man called Abraham, the day he met God, the Bible never recorded that his father's house, his mother's house were chasing him. The day he met God, the Bible says that he became prosperous. He became a rich man. He became prosperous. That is what happened to him. Why do you think you come from the seed of Abraham? And for you, your father's village, they don't even know you. So there are a lot of people that will pray. They pray on everything my father's house. You have time for this. When there is a tabernacle prayer, you should be praying. The devil is not important. Don't give him too much time. If you have one hour to pray, use 45, 55 minutes to pray to God. Thank God. Use five minutes to cast him out. I'm telling you, take off the church, church cap and put on fellowship. Everybody is copying everybody. We must pray against it. And It tells me their understanding of scripture is shallow. So they have to use your personal issues. Oh, brain tea, oh, bread. Who brings you? We must lift a prayer in line with your prayer. Jabez was born in pain. Therefore, any pain you are going through, as you pray, you will come out of the pain. Hey, hey. The Bible says Jabez was an honorable man. Why did you leave honorable and went to pain? The Bible says, and Jabez was an honorable man. Honorable than his brothers. You ran away from the honorable to go to the pain. Did he tell you he was, in, he was suffering? The Bible never recorded the guy was suffering. I don't know where they got the revelation from. Because we always work with people. If we come to church and you come and tell me your story and nothing is going on well, teach them Jesus. Teach them Jesus. Things will fall in place. Take them to know Jesus. Things will fall in place. The Bible says grace and peace be multiplied unto you in the knowledge of Christ and of God. Take them Jesus. Grace shall come. Grace. Because it is grace that you need for every matter. Not chasing the devil. Look at it. And Jabez was more. Why do we jump that one? And say that every honor on Jabez, let's pray. That you know, you are honored like that. They don't pray that one. They only take you and his mother name called him Jabez saying, I bear him in sorrow. That was all. He was giving you a meaning to his name. He didn't say the guy was suffering. Because the Bible says he has brethren and he was more honorable. I don't know how people read the scriptures. That's why I keep telling you. Wear Jesus. 
before you read the scriptures. Huh? Look, the next one says what? He didn't talk about sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me and indeed enlarge my coast, and thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. What sorrow do you see here? What pain do you see here? There is none. Meanwhile, you go for Jabez meeting. Jabez hour. Every pain. If you follow, if you fail to follow the teachings of Jesus, you will be in pain. See, we don't teach prosperity here. We don't even teach healing here. We teach Jesus. If you find Jesus, in him is prosperity. In him is healing. He's at the capsulation of all these things. We don't talk about witches. We don't talk about wizards. We talk about Jesus. He's the most important topic to the Father. I'm telling you, there's a revival coming. Where churchism shall be put away and fellowship shall rise. People shall know God for themselves. For no man shall teach them God. They shall know the realities of God. Everybody's preaching anything. Because we look at the people's faces. Somebody can be teaching Jesus. And look at somebody's face. But did he say he will ever forget you? He said, I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. If somebody is like that, it's not because God has neglected him. The person has refused to yield to Jesus. When you yield to Jesus, he said, come unto me and I will draw nigh. Draw nigh unto me and I will. But even that one, he has come to live inside of you. You are not studying the word of God. You are not praying like you ought to pray. How well do you want to function in Christ? You are as dry as a bicycle wheel without oil. And I Bicycle wheel, when it lacks oil, after some time, not able to burn. May your life not be like that. Oil your life with the word of God, with the fellowship of the, of the Holy Ghost, and see how you'll be oiled and you see dimensions. Beloved, I wish above all things. I wish above all things, above all things. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospered he didn't say i wish above all things that all devils in your family will die because the truth is that they will not die you are not the one to kill them we are only asked to cast them out the one who will kill them will come die die they won't die no spirit dies can we can we can we be be clear on some truth spirits don't die they will die. The one to kill them is Jesus. At the end of time, they shall be cast into the lake of fire, which is what? The second death. We have only been asked to cast them out. Are you with me? for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian raymond night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our frenesis service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-275100800. 
So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed. Name.